a production of WordSouth, a content marketing company. Story Connect, the podcast, helping communicators discover ideas to shape their stories and connect with their customers. How can communication ease your transition away from video? That's what we'll be talking about on this episode of Story Connect Podcast. My name is Andy Johns. I'm your host with WordSouth. And I'm joined on this episode by Connie Hawkins, Marketing Manager at PTCI in Oklahoma, and Elizabeth Brown, Public Relations Representative at PTCI. Thank you all for joining me. Thank, Thank you, you for, for having us. Yeah. We are here at the um, kind of the epicenter of the rural telco marketing world uh, this week um, here at the NTCA Sales and Marketing Conference in New Orleans, Louisiana. And uh, we've, we've had a couple of different good topics to, to cover here. And this is one that I'm, I've been particularly looking forward to. So uh, PTCI has um, also, I guess, uh, Panhandle is a name that, that folks may have seen as well. Um, but you guys are, are getting away from video. It's, it's a decision that you guys, um, and I'd like to talk about the decision a little bit, but it's one that you guys are really doing a good job, it seems like, of letting folks know about that. Um, so we'll, we'll get into that part second, I guess. But first, let's just talk about the decision to get away from uh, linear video. So, Connie, when, have, when did that start uh, becoming a topic, and um, what do you think... Um, you know, has, has led you guys to, to be at that spot to say video is just, you know, going away for you guys? Well, it's been a hot topic for us for several years. Um, as everyone's well aware, the cost to provide the service is awful. Uh, so we probably in the last three years have really, really hit the discussions hard. And after continuing to lose a million to two million dollars a year on TV, you just have to look at it and say, hey, when does this stop? Sure. So that's what we did. And and our board, our management and our board are very, very open to options, but they were also very concerned about what we were going to do for the customer base. Right. But that was the decision. It's the, con- it's the continuity of losing money. Continuing to lose, we just had to say enough's enough. Yeah, that's tough. Yeah. And so what's the time frame? Uh, when did it first, um, roughly, uh, when did it first kind of become public that you guys were doing that? And the date is 2020, right? You guys have a date set that's still a ways off when it's yes. actually going to happen. Yes. We actually started letting people know that it was going to be happening in the next couple of years. Probably the first part of 2018, latter part of F17. And we announced it at our annual meeting in April of, of 18, talked about it. We had some streaming uh, information and TV booths set up there at our annual meeting. Okay. And just let everybody know, hey, we're your cooperative. It really doesn't uh, do well for us to be continuing to lose your money. Right. In the co-op. Right. And so then we, at this year's annual meeting, announced, and well, prior to that, actually, but again, reiterated at the annual meeting that we've drawn a line in the sand, and it's June 30th, 2020. So we're giving them lots of time to, to, to know what we're doing. Elizabeth, what is the what has the reaction been? Um, you know, and you may not have uh, not necessarily asking for a number of people who people who have dropped and that kind of stuff, but just uh, anecdotally, if nothing else, what has the reaction been to folks? Uh, you know, hearing that you guys are getting out of that line of service. Well, sure, of course, people panic because there's change involved, right? They don't they don't want to have to find an alternate choice of of TV, but I think people have been receptive 
They understand why we're getting out of TV, mm-hmm. um, especially our CEO, Sean Hansen, was very open, as Connie mentioned, about how much money we have been losing providing the service. And being a co-op, we have to provide value to our members. So they have been understanding in that. We've been having these streaming workshops, which I'm sure we'll touch on later, where we've been educating our customers. And some of them voice their opinions at those. But since we have been providing the education, it has softened the blow some. Excellent. Which, uh, do you guys have, um, and I'm not sure who, who would be best to answer this question, but uh, do you guys have a couple of kind of preferred um, replacements? You said you had the booths about streaming. Are you guys pushing Netflix or Hulu or anything in particular as like the one that you're suggesting they get? Or are you just kind of saying there are a bunch of options out there? And I'll let Elizabeth talk a little bit more about that because she's very involved in the education. However, I do want to say that no, we, we are not. We, we have a link on our website for one, but it's not that we're necessarily trying to promote it. We're not going to try to resell. We're, not, uh, we're just trying to educate people on how to stream TV okay. and how to save money when you want to watch TV. And no, we're not picking one necessarily over the other. Did I kind of catch Yeah, so we do cover several options because what's a good fit for one person is not going to be a good fit for another because sure. budgets are involved. Uh, sports are very popular for some people, whereas others just need the local news and the Hallmark Channel. Right. So we kind of help them find which streaming provider is going to meet those needs and mm-hmm. the best um, options for them available through whatever venue they choose. We're, we're not providing those services, as Connie mentioned. So, But we are kind of holding their hand so that they can find what they need. Now, I would, I would think that part of the hope with this would be, you know, they're, if they're going to be streaming the service, they're going to need a, a good internet um, connection to do that. I don't know. It may still be too early in the game, but have you guys seen any evidence that, that when folks drop TV and they're going with streaming, that they're bumping those connection speeds up? Absolutely. Good. Absolutely. And that's, of course course what we're hoping for right. but of course we also want them to do that for a good experience as well so yes we are seeing that so not only are we getting them to increase their speeds we actually have a couple of other revenue generating uh, mechanisms that we've put in place with those too we have a managed wi-fi sure and that's beneficial for our customer base um, that will enable their streaming experiences to be better, their home internet use experience to be better. But then we also have introduced this streaming care, which is a bit of a smart home um, in a sense, but directed toward the streaming where we will go to their house. We will help them install their Roku stick or their fire stick or whatever device they've got. We'll load their apps onto their TV short of touching credit card or, you know, proprietary information of that nature. But once they've got everything loaded, we've made sure that they feel comfortable and then they can call us and we'll help walk them through. We'll do the troubleshooting just as we do with our managed Wi-Fi. And that's that's an additional... That's uh, a monthly service. Okay. Mm -hmm. Excellent. Yeah. That's that's different. I hadn't seen anybody else doing that. Have you... Do you guys have folks on that program? It's amazing. We have a lot of people on it, and it seems that once we mention, once Elizabeth and some of them mention at one of our training workshops uh, to someone that we have that event, oh, sign me up. They just immediately jumped, sign me up, that's what I want. Just, they want to be able to, they just want to ease into it, and, and we're here to help. So let me see, you guys are taking a 
a product or service that you guys were losing money on and replacing it with a couple of, of revenue streams where you're actually making money. That sounds like pretty good business. Uh, yeah. We're hoping so. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> um, so let's talk about the, the workshops and that kind of stuff that you guys are doing, really that customer education program um, and the efforts. Like I said, that's really what kind of sets you guys apart. So you guys are, are already having, even though the, the cutoff is uh, in 2020, you guys are already having um, programs where you're educating folks on what to do. When, when did you guys start those and what, what do those usually consist of? We started those at the first part of 2018, hitting them harder, I think, yeah, April or so, 2018. Okay. And when we when we do those, our our service area is spread out across the entire Oklahoma panhandle, and then our CLEC area is in the northern part of the Texas panhandle. Okay. So we've had some of those workshops in towns, but we, rent, we don't have them in one town. We have them in all the different towns uh, across our area and have found they are so well attended. We just, we advertise it on Facebook we and Twitter. We put it in our communicator newsletter and let people know this is where we're going to be. And they just, they come. They really do attend. They ask questions. We don't, we don't necessarily say, hey, you've got to stay there for a class. We say, come and go. Okay. Some people will bring even bring their piece of equipment in and say, I don't know what to do with this. Elizabeth, you can elaborate a little bit more on that because you do the workshops. What? Yeah, so we, we take it from a very, very entry-level standpoint. I mean, these are customers that come to us, and they don't even know what streaming means. So we... We take them, okay, streaming is just watching TV and using the internet to do it. Or it's listening to music, but it's it's Pandora and oh my goodness, I'm already doing some of these things. So right. it takes the takes the scariness away from it and we have people ask the plethora of questions. Like I said, where do I get my local news? Mm-hmm. How can I watch Boomer Sooner football I knew in that the fall? Come up. Yes. Right. And um, so we, we've done that. And then they go, okay, now what about my set-top box? And we're like, oh, that's okay. You don't need that anymore. Do you know how much dust is on that thing? I mean, think, now you're going to have something the size of a USB drive. Yeah, and then right. we go, oh, dear, we said USB drive, and they don't know what that is. But <laughs> then we hold up our thumbs, and we're like, it's this big. And, right. <laughs> and, and so we go through the very basic parts of it. And then we open it up for questions the whole time. It's just really a Q&A style workshop where we have a Roku TV set up. That's the platform that we showcase on just because that's what we chose and show them what user interface looks like. And we show them what the different apps look like and how do I download and how do I use a cloud DVR? What is a cloud DVR? All of the basic things that a lot of people know the answers to. We, we cover those on a very elementary uh, level. It surprised me yesterday um, when uh, I moderated a panel that was about over the top, and Dustin uh, Schlafly from Next Tech said that they were they were doing Fire Sticks is kind of what they chose, and he was surprised how many people uh, still didn't have Amazon accounts. And you'd say, well, you just set it up with your Amazon account. Like, I don't have one. It's 2019. I thought everybody did. But uh, do you guys, so Roku, uh, we talked a little bit about streaming platforms, uh, you guys kind of being platform neutral there, not really saying it's got to be this. Um, with the Roku, are you guys kind of, pushing that to be like, this is this is what we kind of suggest, or are you, you pretty open to the other devices there? So we we started with Roku because previously, well, we have 
a skinny package that sure. we are going to be discontinuing when we discontinue our TV. Okay, that's And it was previously too. supported through Roku. Then it moved to Fire Stick. We are, we're just as ambiguous with our streaming platforms as we are with the others, uh, with the streaming services. However, we found that Fire Stick and Roku are two of the simplest platforms for our customers to use. Sure. Apple TV has some great features, but it can leave the look of panic in people who don't need all of the techie interfaces right. that it offers. Right. Okay. Well, uh, one of the things that we always talk about at Word South is, uh, you know, your, your primary audience may be the, the customers, the members, uh, but your first audience really to reach out to is your employees. So what have you guys done? Because I, I imagine there are some folks, um, you know, TV has been what they do. Um, so there's that, you know, level to talk to. But then also there's just, I'm sure a lot of people are getting stopped at the ball field or the grocery store or church. And, you know, those conversations, well, what, what am I going to do? You guys aren't doing TV anymore. Have you guys done anything in particular with the employees to kind of train them and educate them? Because some, you know, some of them probably know and, and stream that sort of stuff. But others may have been in the dark a little bit too, almost like uh, some of the customers. So have you guys done anything, I guess, to get the employees on board and educated? Yes, we have actually. We've ac- we've actually had some of the streaming workshops uh, that we do give to the membership to the customers. We've given those to employees. Okay. And so they're welcome to attend those. We've kept them aware of everything that's going on. Okay. And so they they're really very well versed. And and if they have any questions, of course, we're going to let them let them know, and we'll help them. But overall, I think our employee base has done a great job. Okay. This is something that you guys are, um, and I just have uh, maybe two or three questions left. This is something, obviously, you guys started in 18. Um, it's going to 2020 when the, the cutoff is. Right, and we're, I guess, kind of roughly halfway between. Are you guys where you thought you would be? What, has, has anything surprised you um, in just the way this transition has been? Are you farther ahead than you thought you would be in terms of customer acceptance or farther behind? Kind of, How would you evaluate at kind of the halfway point here? I would say we're probably about where we thought we would be. Okay. And we, we've not come up against any major snafus, no Good. big surprises on, an, on the negative. We've been very pleased at how receptive our customers have been to learning from us. Okay. And then also uh, understanding the financial aspect of it. Right. They have been. I know there are going to be some who will wait until the 11th hour. And, sure. and we have had a few people who have said, why are you doing this to us? Mm-hmm. And, and we understand because it is a challenge. It's a different way. But then again, um, we, just throw, we just have to remind them we can't continue to lose money. Right. I think that's so, but no, I don't think we've been surprised by anything at all. I think we've been extremely pleased with how many people are excited about taking this streaming care offering that we're going to have yeah. to help uh, handhold them through, th- through things. That's great. And that was one real way to take a negative and turn it into a positive. We, if we had a solution in play before we ever got that ball started rolling down the hill, then we were ahead of the curve. Yeah, definitely. Last question I'd like to kind of ask uh, each of you, Elizabeth, we'll start with you. But what advice would you give if there's somebody else maybe listening who is, is losing money on TV or either not, not making much of anything? Um, what advice would you give them? And then we'll go to Connie. But uh, anything either you've learned along the way, I know we've covered quite a bit, but any advice to to pass on to folks who may be in the same boat you guys were a year or two ago? Change is scary for the customer and the company. Right. So I'd say that the biggest sigh of relief for us as a whole was just 
to get our board and management approval and, and have that date and just move forward. And um, customer education is key. Once we started communicating openly and kindly with our customers, um, that, was, that was the best thing that we could do. Excellent. Connie, what's your advice? I agree. I think it's the it's the education process. We even though we are doing it for the ultimate benefit of the cooperative, mm-hmm. we've got to keep that customer member utmost on the list, on sure. the top of the list. And so that's what we're doing. I mean, we're thinking of the customers and trying to make sure that we are leaving them happy, mm-hmm. as happy as we can be, sure. because that's what we that's what we're here for. Got so. It. I think that's sound advice all the way around. So I really appreciate you guys sharing some of that insight. I think the streaming care is uh, something I hadn't seen anybody else doing uh, that hopefully some folks will be listening and paying attention and uh, and offer a service similar to, to their folks because it sounds like that would be a key to the whole process. So Great. thank you all for joining me. Thank, thank, thank you. Thank you for having us. She is Connie Hawkins. She is the marketing manager at PTCI in Oklahoma. Elizabeth Brown, uh, public relations uh, representative there. Uh, appreciate them joining us. I appreciate you guys listening. I'm your host, Andy Johns with Word South. And until we talk again, keep telling your story. You've been listening to Story Connect, the podcast, a production of Word South, a content marketing company.